Second Star to the left of podcast, everything fantastic, strange, and science fictional. I'm your host, Matt, with my friends and co-hosts. I'm Bert. I'm Katie. I'm Meredith. This week, we are starting a new side experience, a side project, a side story? Side piece. A side piece? A side piece. (laughs) Um, So, I'm going to be honest with our our listenership, uh, all 14 of you. Um, I won't. First off, the emails have been faked. Secondly, um, <laughs> secondly, I've tried to watch the X Files a lot, and if you listen to this episode, you saw that we've titled it "Tentatively Case Files." Um, but I need a support group to watch this series. I shouldn't because it's so good, but I've I've gotten through like the first few seasons of it multiple times, and then just petered out and failed. And so this is a thing that, like, I think everyone here has sort of different backgrounds with the X-Files. But we wanted to have a little bit of a fun thing with this and um, watch some TV and talk about how, you know, Mulder is a bratty sub and all sorts of Uh, other questions uh, about this series. You pulled the trigger on that one fast. Um, Yeah. And while we're coming clean before we started, I just wanted to apologize to everyone for personally setting off. Uh, literally every firework uh in brooklyn for the last 25 days oh that was funny when i yeah it seemed funny when i started doing it (laughs) and then it just kind of kept going that's why i haven't been available for podcasting i was kind of worried i thought somebody got shot the other day but it turns out it was just a firework yeah yeah yeah. somebody still Uh, got shot but you know it's fine yeah yeah um and as far as the history i have with uh, X-Files, or the Sex Files, as I like to call it. Um, I don't have any, and I have seen less than five episodes of this show, and oh, this is that's it. Okay, cool. Mary, I'm excited to go on this journey with you. Sure. I'm gonna make you watch One Piece next. Oh god, no. not the f- No, not One Piece. Don't do it, Mary. I'm not gonna make- I Listen, I'm only going to make men watch One Piece. I mean, President I Kanye make... has mandated that we all watch One Piece. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, Bert, am what you would call an ex-file PH, which means <laughs> I have sex with the VHS tapes whenever I get the chance, because that's what file means. Um, but I, when I was a kid, I had a big giant book that had, like, episode rundowns and trivia and information for like every episode for the first probably 2.5 seasons so i know all kinds of pointless facts about x-files and i love the show a lot and that's probably the extent of my knowledge i'm a solid medium fan like i'm neither bert nor meredith and uh mad in this um, I remember when this series came out and I think I was in middle school when it first debuted and I actually do remember watching it like weekly for a while. Um, and then, uh, started rewatching it again, although not in any particular order a couple of years ago where, where a friend and I would just 
watch monster like only the monster of the week ones um and specifically the worst ones we could find and just kind of uh bonded over that yeah yeah there's no shortage of this um so that's sort of where i am which is to say like i love the x-files i love how like goofy it got sort of later on um I, I I'm actually really unfamiliar with like the 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 solid lore behind it. Like I just never watched any of like the uh, the episodes I can think of that like actually fed into the main storyline. So that should be interesting. I I want to add I do have one other piece of way that the X Files has impacted my life, and it's that when did when did X Files come out? Who knows this? Ninety six. Ninety six. Is that true? Well, I would have been. This nine. aired in ninety three. Oh, ninety three. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was six. Um, and depending on the season that the Chupacabra episode came out in, I would have been maybe like nine. And I remember seeing the Chupacabra episode, and it scared me so fucking bad that I couldn't think. I say and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't four. sleep for a week. I c- yeah. Could be so right. I was like ten, and those Chupacabras scared me so bad that I couldn't sleep for a week. And so I am anticipating the X Files to be a very serious and scary show, um, well, and I am also suspecting that I will be inc- disabused of that notion very quickly. <laughs> I remember, so I was reading some of the Wikipedia stuff on this just to kind of get a sense for what was going on. They did say that this, uh, when this premiered, and this is like very charmingly dated. I love how '90s it is. Um, I think this show like sums up. Like, those, like, cop procedurals, scary stuff. I don't know. It's just, it's so pre-9-11 to me in a, a really awesome way. Um, suppose this is one of the most scary things on TV. Like, this was, like, terrifying. Which is weird to watch now, because I wasn't scared. But it is cool. I mean, is there anything... There's kind of some... Mm, I'm trying to think if there's anything creepy in this episode at all. It definitely gets scarier uh, later in the series. Well, I will I will say that the sudden loss of 9 minutes is scary yeah. and the weird and the weird gremlin <clears throat> body in the coffin is scary. Oh yeah. Uh the su- the sudden loss of 9 minutes I actually have in my notes here that I wanted to talk about it and we might as well talk about it now. And so that you can be thinking about it as we move through the rest of the episode. Um who in this chat is familiar with a little uh Japanese television program called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Me, of course, of course. So <laughs> the moment they lost, the moment they lost nine minutes, I gasped and went, <gasps> "King Crimson." Um, <laughs> and I, I'm going. To, my plan is to proceed forward with the assumption that it's actually not aliens, um, or whatever, and it's just Mulder and Scully, f- like constantly arriving about two hours late for a stand battle <laughs> and trying and failing <laughs> to make sense of it. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> like there was nothing going. There was nothing going on except that Diavolo was nearby and used uh, used King Crimson and yanked like <laughs> nine minutes out of their timelines. Um, I actually like. I would say that scene is pretty indicative of like most of the time the show goes for eerie more than like outright scary. Uh, the the corpse the coffin thing was just a total like gross out moment which is cool the show does that pretty well as well um i did like with the the time loss thing um it's brought up early in the episode that scully did her thesis on the twin paradox which is like 
it has to do with um i think the idea is like a lady and her identical twin one of them goes into space at an a like a two-thirds of the speed of light and they age slower but for them because of the reference point time would go differently it's a, it's a lot about like relativity and time and stuff yeah. so then when they hit that scene it's like oh scully has reason to it's it's actually almost like tied into that except it's just a throwaway line at the beginning i just really like that like somebody put thought into this at some point and it's just a really cool eerie thing where it's like he's just looking at his watch he's like oh my god it's nine twelve. what the fuck um in contrast to our normal way that we've talked about movies, I actually kind of think it would help us to kind of go through this episode um, by sort of like uh, talking through the episode what happens. Yeah. So, sure. um, and I want to ask immediately: actual documented accounts? What the fuck? Oh. This was a thing in the '90s. I remember this as a child. Like I was uh, seven when this. Like I didn't watch X Files when I came out because that was too scary for me as a seven year old. But like this was a thing in the '90s. I think of like all these like sort of like true alien abduction specials that were a thing at the time mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it was so yeah, awesome. alien autopsy. I, yeah, yeah i couldn't watch any of those because i was and remain scared shitless of grays which makes me think i am maybe not gonna have a fun time later on but we'll see um i'm trying to actually look this up but i get the feeling it's just a it's one of those old things where they're like, this is based on documented events, which means somebody told this story once. It might have even been me, Chris Carter. but Which does bring me to another one of my first notes, which is, whatever happened to Aliens? You remember Aliens? It feels like nobody talks about Aliens anymore. Aliens the movie? Aliens the concept? Uh, yes. Like, nobody's... I'm still very scared of them. And yes. if you come... And if I showed up to... If I can't... If I went to a rave and people were wearing those alien masks, I would pee my pants. <laughs> But, like, nobody's <laughs> talking about... I feel like... So I hate Q for a lot of reasons. But I feel like QAnon has annihilated a lot of the fun, rough edges on a lot of, like, weird occult and, like, conspiracy theory stuff. And it's, like, the finalization of the end of, like... It, it seems like, in retrospect, you could be, like, a vaguely liberal person and enjoy fun conspiracy theories in the 90s in a very X-Files way. But does it seem to anybody else like, nobody's talking about the Greys? I mean, as you, as you say that, though, the Air Force confirmed, like, three weeks ago, UFOs and are nobody real. nobody cared! It, yeah. Well, because, you know, the world's falling out around apart around us, so, you know, there's only so much that you can do about that. Yeah. I think um, there's always the thing of, like, people talk sort of about the Bigfoot phenomena, of how Bigfoot uh, sightings went way down once people got cell phone cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, aliens are, are a similar sort of paranormal phenomena that you'd think there'd be a lot more of now that people have cameras to document them all the time, but they don't. It's because it's, it's fake. That's why. I think it's also because of more like you know space exploration, and instead of it being speculation, I mean, physicists have confirmed for years like there's definitely like multiple worlds, multiple timelines, multiple universes. Oh. So that kind of puts it all in perspective. You're like, oh. Well, here's a sort of, like, hard-to-grasp concept to where you're like, well, then why would aliens actually come fuck with us, honestly? Let's be honest. You have that technology, why would you come fuck with the idiots? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what would you possibly need to dissect the butthole of a man in Arkansas for? (laughs) Or Um, genetic experiments on teens, in this case. 
Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. You should bring that up. Um, well, I will say before we get into the plot as it is, um, this is kind of a, I would call it like an archetypal plot X-Files episode in that it feels like if you explain the plot, it's a big spiraling mess of weird things that happen. And then there is almost no closure at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the plot that's episodes why, of X-Files That's why this go. is a perfect pilot. I really do think this yes. is like, for a TV show like the X-Files, this is absolutely 100% perfect. Like, I cannot think of anything I'd want to change about this that does not nail the X-Files experience. You got aliens and weird shit. Mulder and Scully just doing the dynamic from, like, day one. I like, Star like Trek David TNG Duchovny. took, like, two seasons to get to a place of, like, relatively okay, like, crude, like, crude dynamics. This is just, like, right there from the start. I feel like David Duchovny eventually became a better actor than he is now. <laughs> because he was a little wooden... And Jillian Anderson was not. She was uh, mm, uh, a, a once-in-a-generation talent, hot out of her fucking mind. And I'm only bringing this up because I remember my parents hated her. Yeah. Um, hated her. It's actually kind Who of hates- ironic because David Duchovny was set in stone for the show. And Jillian Anderson, I think the studio people wanted to yeah, get rid of her. Carter had to fight for her. Yeah, they didn't want her on the show because she wasn't a who good Who had fit. to fight for her? Carter. Chris, Chris Carter, Carter the, the guy who uh, show made runner. the show. She's an amazing, well, I guess, you know, in retrospect, who knows, but I can't imagine the X-Files without her. Yeah, for sure. I will say, like, with, in the case of David Duchovny, or more specifically Fox Mulder, I kind of like how early on he just seems like a fucking weirdo goof, like a weird dork who is locked up. He and quips, like He quips a lot in this episode. An uncomfortable amount, like yes, but he doesn't get. What I mean is, the character does not get respect from other people, and I feel like that changes dramatically as the show goes on. Um, once we are understanding that all of the events on the show are like super serious and taking place, so um, so the show starts huffing its own farts with regard to Mulder's importance. Well, because all the things Mulder talks about end up being actually important then i mean there are still people that treat him like a goof and i respect that and i like that but like the more he gets treated like a serious presence it's like mm, i don't know i I like him being i like at the beginning of the show where he's in some fucking weird closet and he's like please leave me alone no one likes me it's like that's cool i appreciate that Um, okay so so before we get to the closet right uh the the pilot (laughs) kicks off we see a teenager get abducted in the woods um, she's running through the forest. It's all spooky and stuff. It's Vancouver. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> she doesn't really abducted. get abducted. Well, she gets the, she gets attacked by a tornado white man. And, and I will like, say, which, light, though. which I will say, if you know anything about the history of Oregon, as loath as I am to say it, greys are probably one of the less scary things you could run into in the woods in Oregon. That's probably true. true. Um, and then the next day, uh, her body, she, she's dead. The detectives in the small town of Belfleur, Oregon, uh, find her with two small marks on her back. And then we go to DC, introduce Jillian Anderson, amazing actress, like just fucking commands this role from like moment one. And she goes yeah. into a meeting with like an FBI, uh, you know, significant uh, officer. Um, and we see the, also the introduction of the smoking man who is a significant who figure. He's- in the show. He's bad, yes. We don't like the smoking man. He you don't know bad, yet. I think. 
you know he's doing um, stuff behind the scenes and you don't know why and he's also not friendly at all at all and also yeah which i would say especially david Duchovny, even though he's kind of a wooden actor at this point is delightful um something of note as someone who'd never seen the x-files is i guess i just always thought they were cops <laughs> you know i thought they were like cops with bash with maybe like graduate degrees um and i was genuinely startled by the fact that like Mulder Mulder and Scully are like Scully is very genuinely a scientist who decided like not to work in a lab and to do practical field work for the FBI yeah. and Mulder is like a scholar yeah um he studied at Oxford um and i guess i just always thought of them as cops in blazers <laughs> <laughs> i mean um, what isn't that the FBI hey uh, hey. Nah. Um, hey, hey, respect the officer that's listening to this recording. Thank you. There's a there's an officer listening to this recording. Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was going to say quit your I was going to say quit your fucking job, dipshit. Um, um Yeah, uh I will say like yeah, with with Jillian Anderson like the minute she shows up, she goes in the FBI oof. building and she's oof. She hasn't had a line, and she's walking down the hallway, and she's all power blazer acting like she is doing Woo! acting with her face without doing lines. And I'm like, she is really good for this show. Like she's probably she was, the best thing on the show. She was wasted on television. Yes, absolutely. This is I I do find this like the conversation that she has with him kind of interesting in a weird way, like. And it's sort of like you runs contrary Mulder. to I think like how we think of uh, the setup for shows like this now, because these things now there's always like a vast government conspiracy that we're introduced from like the get go, and in the show it's kind of like yeah we kind of want you to like shut it down, like from the get go just fucking nerf this guy like we give him money for some reason though we give him the X Files but we really just want you to get rid of him please come uh, away for us to he, fire well, this guy well it's because he has it's because he has friends in Congress. I, um, felt like and the cases that he does manage to solve look good for the districts that he solves them in. I felt like that was kind of nebulous. You couldn't tell whether they wanted her to shut to come in to shut him down or whether they wanted her to come in to like enhance his work. Yeah, get them results that he's not getting. It's it's hard to tell what they actually want because they don't they deliberately are vague about it. Well, that and everything else that any of the authority figures on this show talk about. Um, yeah, so it's kind of hard to tell. I felt like they could just be playing some side that you're not even privy to at this yeah. point. My my impression was that, and this was supplemented by the thing he says later about having friends in Congress that are able to secure him funding and provide him some insurance from being shut down. Uh, my impression was that the FBI is a giant... Uh, laborious bureaucratic machine and uh, these files exist and to a certain extent uh, so long as you are filing the correct paperwork you can just keep a stream of funding coming so long as you can provide proof that you're doing things with the case cases that you're opening mm -hmm. um, and especially because the handful that he does solve to some degree or another the congressman for that district can probably like go on TV and crow like I oh, don't law and order or what the or whatever. <laughs> Aliens like, did it. <laughs> we figured it yeah. out. FBI said so. You, you know what I, you know what I mean? Or like right. I I can see David Duchovny. I can see Fox Mulder finding a missing girl 
right? And the congressman in his district can put that in a re-election commercial, and if Mulder comes to that congressman and he's like, hey, these fucking suits in the FBI are trying to shut down my funding, the congressman will maybe have a stern conversation with the smoking man. That was the arrangement, I assumed that they had. Um, and, and that she, and that Scully was specifically brought in to wink, wink, give them grounds on which to shut him down. Sure. To make him look crazy. It's a possibility. I, I already know the show takes so many turns that it's kind of like, and, and kind of like the end of this episode, it's kind of like, well, you don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're up to something and you're not supposed to know. Yeah. So, um, the smoking man, I do feel like when the minute they have that scene where, uh, she's getting talked to about what she needs to do. He's kind of just in the room and just like Lurking. standing around and like not saying anything. It's and she kind of looks at him and like it's just like, what's this fucker doing here? Like, what's his problem? Um, so yeah, they set a good precedent with that right off the bat. Um, He's like a bad penny. <laughs> He's just always turning up. <laughs> so. They have this meeting with her, and then they send her down to the basement to hang out with Mulder. And what an introduction to the character of Fox Mulder. I think that's one of the things, like, the show, like, sort of belies. He's a, he's a manic pixie dream boy. He, he absolutely is. Yeah. Like, he's quipping from, like, the moment he's, like, the FBI's most unwanted. And, <laughs> like, I just, like, I can't get over how much he is flirting with her, he, like, from the get-go. And I didn't... I oh I have to interject because one of my notes is the gender dynamic. Yes. I did not see him as flirting. Yeah, with not her. me either. I I saw him as in a way that was very refreshing because first of all it's refreshing the the kind of like frivolous uh frivolous like dreamy character who will just believe anything is the guy and that the character who is like very stern and scientific and and uh, a skeptic is Scully. I loved that. And I also loved, and this this is comes back again later in a way that I'll talk about, that like Mulder genuinely treats her only as a colleague yeah. from the jump. He has a friendly, like gregarious workplace rapport with her, but like I did not. I mean, this is maybe good acting on David Duchovny's part because I haven't. I've I've heard the man has enjoyed some sex from time to time. <laughs> no, that's um, yeah. like colored it for me. Like seeing like him in Californication. Wait, David like, Duchovny? I've seen, like all of Californication. No. Yeah, now yeah. watching this, I'm like, oh, this is he, this is the horny so boy. This I would is love to. Horny man. I would love to hear from Katie. Did did Mulder seem flirty in that scene? He did not seem flirty to me, which I love. Not overtly, no. I think yeah. I think there's just like one of those. I got the impression that he's like one of those guys who just talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. he's just shooting this shit is the sense I'm just saying I got. Manic manic pixie dream boy. I but I think the actual opposite of if we're going with, with true dynamics, uh the uh-huh. opposite of manic p- pixie dream girl is what? Depressive goblin nightmare boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're getting there. So that getting yeah, there. that's uh Tom Cruise in um <laughs> I'm just um, now. I'm now. I'm thinking about uh, if Zach Braff played Scully. Well, I think that's something interesting. Like, <laughs> like that. That seems like a good Photoshop for the like the, the, the title card Jesus for the episode. Christ. Um, I think like Mayor's a great point though. Like in terms of the gender dynamic too. Like if the genders were reversed, and that was a an, an implicit point that Carter did when he was trying to make the show. From what I understand. 
You ever think about if the genders were reversed? It would be no. It would be. <laughs> it would be so sexist. Like Scully yeah. as the person who's like, you know, oh, I think that you know aliens exist, and Mulder's being like, no, Scully, that's no, not honey, true. that's not science. No, honey pants. Why don't you go get a tarot deck, you daffy <laughs> fucking broad? <laughs> um, um, I will say that I think watching this show in my formative years, I want to say like I see, like if I if I analyze my behavior now and the type of person I am, I'm like, oh shit, did I kind of turn out a little bit? Like it's got, the only reason I didn't go to med school is because I'm too afraid of, you know, smells. Um, <laughs> But I still, like, was one of those people who was just, like, very much, like, science can explain anything. Mm. Um, can it? No, obviously not. But, like, at the... <laughs> can um, it explain backwards? <laughs> <laughs> can your science explain this? And then it's just, like, anime titties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, we all have we all have them now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and science can, can explain Can your science... It? Can your science explain this? And you open up a beat up riddle can that has the vinyl snakes in it. <laughs> <laughs> <and jump out. laughs> um, um, I will say like later, okay, we'll get there, but like there's a scene later where uh essentially Scully like disrobes herself in front of Mulder and it's definitely played up and I think like Jillian Anderson actually hated the scene because she, she. But Mulder also doesn't respond. Mulder also just like right. He doesn't yeah, like look at her and be like that ass. He's like right. You got some bumpos oh. back here. Yeah. Well, but that was Chris Carter's argument for it was like that scene is actually explicitly to make it clear that it is platonic. Like they have a platonic relationship that is not yeah in that realm. I do not. I do not ship these characters. Oh, everybody um, did. I unfortunately, am, I am aware that a lot of people did mm. and still do. Um, I love that they are not. I love that they're like colleagues. You know, yeah, they're best yeah, friends. They are, they are. I think when Harry met Sasquatch, <laughs> I think they are kind of equal. I think the part that's still frustrates me about the the overall um tone or dynamic of the show is that Mulder gets to be right a bit too often mm-hmm. and I, I would have appreciated a little bit more of scully getting to say nah, 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 nah. i was right um is there ever an episode where it's just like swamp it, gas? it does oh yeah it does feel better I will say, on, I think. because of the time because of how often Mulder is proven right it does feel really good the great once in a while when scully is just it gets a leg up on him it's like oh thank god like <laughs> there's rationality somewhere on the show um you know what fr- you know what frustrates me is that um and is also something Mulder gets wrong is the motherfucker does not know how to pronounce oregon oregon <laughs> oregon <laughs> oregon oregon so uh oregano <laughs> Mulder lays out to uh scully um, the whole background, which basically is there's this, like, uh, a high school cohort has, like, had four people die, or this is the fourth one. Um, this is the fourth one. The FBI sent the FBI sent some real schmucks after the third one. And um, so they're going to go investigate in Oregon. Um, where? In where? Oregon. Uh, where? You, I, I you, still don't know. That's how you pronounce it in the Midwest. God's diction. Oregon. Um, okay. And uh, so they go take a flight out to... Um, Oregon. Uh, <laughs> Stop <to> it. Investigate <laughs> this. 
Um, and of course, like the very first thing that happens as they're flying in is unexplained turbulence. And Mulder, okay, what is the air? It's so complicated. The 90s that Mulder gets a full seat. Oh, yeah, a full, a full aisle. This is, I've never seen this in my lifetime. Um, well, I will say I, I, but I fly a lot for work. I will say I felt like the turbulence was more just to establish, like, like Scully is phased by this heavily and Mulder doesn't care. Mulder is like, eh, whatever. It's turbulence. I don't care. Like, because he just sees batshit stuff all the time, and I, I don't know. I guess that's where it's supposed to go with that. Um, I didn't really feel like it was a, like, ooh, spooky turbulence. Is it the UFOs? I didn't get that impression at all. <laughs> Is that what you got out of it? Yeah, I, I got, I, oh, yeah. I got that it was. I got that it was showing that Mulder is Box gets a creepy. Has motor. sort of a dev, He has a devil may care attitude. Yeah. You know, he's he, a he loose gets cannon. Excited whenever there's anything weird that happens, like he gets fucking amped, and he gets excited to be like, right. check out this weird shit. But he, but 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 here's the thing. I th- I think that it was this and the scene immediately after were meant to demonstrate to the viewer that Mulder's instincts are worth listening to yes. because mm-hmm. he is unbothered yes. by the turbulence. He basically sleeps through it and teases Scully for being bothered by it. And then immediately after this, they're driving through the woods in Oregon. And there's the line about like, there's the line about some FBI guys came out. They tried the local salmon, which I hear is just great with a sprig of lemon. That's good character writing. Um, <laughs> He's eating... <laughs> fucking parsi yes yes that comes and up later in the show they, too yeah the radio fucks up for like a second and he stops and like draws the x on the road and so there's the one moment where it's like some turbulence he doesn't care it doesn't ping his fox star um but then the radio messing up for a little bit does ping it and this makes you think like okay like he's not just right a crazy it's a contrast person. he's tuned in to He's tuned into something. I love that he had a can of spray paint right. in like his like luggage thing. Is like he's ready for this. He shit. does he this knows all what's the time. Happen. This is a quintessential UFO abduction town, and so he's going to go there and just he has all the appropriate gear for it. He's got bouncing rods, jet set radio, X. <laughs> he's got a noisy cricket back there. Well, it was baller territory. He had to get out and uh, he had to, to spray paint over it. Uh, uh, um, I want to check in really quick and say, why does X Files think that everybody over the age of thirty in Oregon has a has a southern accent? That's actually a good representation of Oregon, to be honest. I've never. I've also never been to so, Oregon. So once you get outside the I five corridor. Um, Oregon has... Don't know what that is. So, so I-5 is like the corridor that runs north and south um, through Washington, California, and Oregon. And so okay. um, Oregon actually was settled by a number of uh, ex-Confederates, a lot of people that fled the southern states oh. post-Civil uh, War during Reconstruction. Um, so I used to work for the University of Oregon, and there's a Pioneer Cemetery that's like right next to campus. And there were graves there of soldiers that I can guarantee you were Confederate soldiers um, was this what the Oregon Trail was? I mean, it was part of it. Like, no, seriously. Um, and so, yeah, uh, the Oregon, yeah, Oregon Trail this... was specifically to get dysentery. This sucks. Fuck America. Um. So yeah, Oregon actually. Has I knew. A... I knew that. I knew that black people were not allowed in Oregon until what, like nineteen fifty or something. So from you, when I lived in Eugene. The very first black woman actually born within city limits of Eugene is still alive today. Oh boy. <laughs> Yipes. Um, hmm. 
Wow. Uh, well, yeah. I don't remember any uh, people of color in this episode, so... so. Yeah, so it is apparently normal for people in Oregon to have southern accents. Note resolved. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that unusual. Oh, oh, and I have another note, unless somebody else has something. I do. And this is something... I do. Oh, go it ahead. Is, Kate, it's Kate, eating Kate. away at me, and I try to, like, right now, I'm, like, looking through, go like, fucking message boards and stuff. What? Do, they never give an explanation as to why there's an orangutan mummy in the coffin. Yeah! So I, they really don't! I don't think, I don't think it's an orangutan. No, it is. I can tell you, as someone who studied, like, primate bones, that's an orangutan. Well, no, no, no. And also, I, she I does mean, say that. She does say it. I don't think primate. it is diagetically an orangutan. I think that yes. it mutated. The kid mutated. Yeah, I can give you a theoretical like, reason, which is that well, when they Well, she did... says, like, oh, it's like an ape. It's in the ape family, probably an orangutan. Right. That's so, what I'm assuming is, like, the aliens were doing some regressive DNA exactly. uh, manipulation. But that's just... Who fucking knows? Because it never. It, it again. X Files like template for plot episodes <laughs> is something weird happens, then more weird things keep piling on until like, and and then sooner or later something undoes all the previous things, and then we're like, well, I guess we'll never know, and then we move on to the next episode. That's always how these episodes go. So there's countless X Files episodes. It's like I don't know what the fuck I watched. I guess I had fun. Okay. They brought. They did bring up. They did bring up Bat Boy colon Corpse Edition. Yes. Uh, so so when no, so for okay, the plot one, plot one, the um, they had the issue with their uh, radio in the car. The the car uh, power gets shut off. The raining. They lose time, and then Mulder marks that X in that, the road. That was sure. And then that they was later. Then they uh, um. Oh, sorry. Yes. So uh, the first time the car radio malfunctions, Skull or Mulder marks this X in the road. And then um, they go and they exhume the body of um, one of the kids that had died, which was the orangutan sculpt we talked about. Yeah, okay. Yes. But imagine, right, you're in the woods. You come across what looks like an orangutan, and you're like, that's my boy Ray. That's him. <laughs> that's not like that's the only way that gets into the coffin. Imagine, like, I'm, what if I walk outside and see a dead monkey? I'm not going to be like, oh, that was a person. Like... What the fuck? What? What? Uh, uh. I hate it. Anyway. Well, I, I, yeah. No, yeah, it's falling apart on close inspection. See, I like thought. Just walking through the woods, seeing a body, and like, just imagine being like, <laughs> like, meanwhile, uh, like a zoo 40 miles away is like, man, I don't know whatever happened to that escaped chimp. Like, yeah. Um, so. I thought, like, maybe they were going. Because cause Scully kind of tries to play it off like, well, this is somebody's weird joke or prank or something. I was like, well, maybe that's that's the only like rational area you can really get into where there's an orangutan corpse in, in the coffin. <laughs> like somebody decided to fuck around with everybody else. Maybe they knew the FBI people were coming to exhume it. So they were like, fuck this. But like that doesn't uh, explain why uh, the, the, the corpse I, has the uh, implanted um, I will metal. say that if I if I was running around in the woods and I found a bo- an ape body that only had hair on top of its head and it was wearing a Kirkland polo and cargo shorts <laughs> and cargo shorts and hiking this is how and we hiking found dead, boots, by the way. and it had a wallet with an Oregon State ID in its pocket, I would probably, especially if I'm like a fucking backwards hick from Oregon who's never seen an orangutan before, I'd think, oh, I'm all put into my boy! 
<laughs> Fucking goddamn Bowser from the Mario movie jumped out and de-evolved my boy. <laughs> well, okay, so, so I will say to to Matt's point with the the nasal thing that explicitly the implant is the only thing that makes it through the episode to be to explicitly prove Mulder right. That is the only thing that ends up going, I I guess, aside from quote unquote witness testimony, which means nothing in the world of UFO abductions. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and of course, you know, we'll get there, but that's really the only thing that should not really be explained. Everything else should be, I don't know. And I wanted to jump in really quick and say that something comes up the first time that (laughs) the first time. So the the medical the county medical examiner comes back from uh, vacation. He apparently didn't like very much. Um, And his 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 daughter's his daughter's a real uh, wet blanket. uh, Keeps trying to stop him from having a cycle. But he does. He does manage to juke her yes. and get up the hill and just and just shit whip the coffin down the hill. Um, and it opens it opens up and and there is a uh, and Mulder quips. <laughs> he fucking quips. Yes. Well, yeah, he quips. And there's a kid with there's a kid with a real fucked up grill inside the co- <laughs> kid with a real fucked up grill inside the coffin. But what I want to note is. And I only noticed this because I rewatched a bunch of episodes of Kitchen Nightmares the other day. <laughs> what? <I'm> so- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> a sound plays, and that sound is it's like a it's like a it's like a sting. It's like a like a downward going like like stings going that like Kitchen Nightmares uses all the time to build tension. And if you're paying attention in this episode of X Files, this thing that is apparently part has been part of a sound library since the nineties is going on. <laughs> Constantly. It's like <laughs> it's just like it's like there's a it's like there's a cat on ludes yelling <laughs> just off, just out of frame. All it's the like time. the coffin. The coffin does a few barrel rolls and it's yes. I'm hearing ki- like I'm watching X Files and I'm hearing kitchen nightmares sound effects come out of it. It's so weird. Um, hold on, I'm gonna find this sound. Okay. And play it. So who else um, has uh, seen? Twin Peaks, though, because th- I got a big bang of, of uh, I've seen the first season. Yeah, I got a big bang of Ray Wise jumping on the coffin from this. It was like we got a coffin, found it. We're lowering it. I found yeah. it. Hold on, um, I'm sending a link, and everyone listen to it, and you can edit it. You can edit it in uh, to the episode if you want. But here's the link in Google Hangouts. Listen to the sound, and you will realize you heard it a bunch. On or something very like it, a bunch in this pilot. Why is it Hell's Kitchen? Oh, I guess it's Hell's Kitchen. I mean, it's apparently it's the a same very idea. It's it's yeah, yeah. It's the reality thing. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a. I'm pretty sure it's a saw. It's a it's a bowed saw. They do that like. It's just a horror sound. Of, it's a it's a. Yeah, yeah. Placeholder horror sound effect. Yeah. Speaking of well, it might also have like certain kind of. Um, so when I did, learned about video production in college, they talked about how, for example, babies actually they cry at a particular frequency. Yeah. That is actually extremely mm-hmm. annoying to humans. Like our like adult ears hate the mm-hmm. sound of babies crying. They just aggravate us because the baby cries at the exact frequency that we hear, and it's really annoying. 
Um, and because you have to not because you have to not let the baby die. exactly, or else there aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I could see like this being one of those things that just like someone coded as a thing of like feeling it rises in heightened tension, and then it becomes part of that language of creepy tension that just everyone kind of repeats and references back upon. Well, clearly, it feels like they were really leaning. Forward. Well, I feel like clearly there are two people who did not follow the link that I sent the other day, I guess last week. <gasps> what was it? What it was, was it? It was the customized nightmare. Uh, the nightmare. I saw things. it. It's a big yeah. giant, like, uh, well, I'm cutting into Katie's explanation, but it's a big giant instrument type thing that makes horror noises. Um, yeah, but in a way awesome. that's not like uh, synchronized. So like, that's what makes it even more like upsetting to hear is because like, there's the, <laughs> it's discordant. And mm-hmm. so we don't like that. We're like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm really sad that I missed the awful thing that makes you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. I'm so oh, what a relief! <laughs> what a relief! And by what a relief, I mean what an explosive terror that is racking my delicate mortal frame. Thank you. Uh-huh. I'm weep. I'm weeping tears of blood. <laughs> what joy! <laughs> so Mulder and Scully, um, they find this like metal implant in the chimpanzee orangutan's face. And then they go visit the psychiatric hospital where one of the former victims or, or classmates of this like kid. As someone who's been in a rural mental hospital, this is a real nice, funny farm mm-hmm. for a town in the middle of fucking nowhere in Oregon. Um, so they meet the comatose Billy Miles, who's, you know, amazing. And then Peggy O'Dell, um, who is using a wheelchair, but then she um, uh, the she has nosebleeds. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. So Mulder and they just, explains to Scully really that he thinks they that they're all abductees. They just search her and see more bumps. Oh, Mulder! Um, like they saw in the photo. Mulder happens to like under the guise yeah, yeah, of yeah. getting her back up is like, oh look, she has the like. It's but, like okay, that's right, right. But that does bring up an important question. That's important for the whole rest of, I assume, the mm-hmm. show, and that is maybe I just don't know how the FBI works, but don't they need warrants? Mulder is a loose cannon. This is this is important. We <laughs> really true. need okay. to nail this down. Mulder does whatever because nobody cares about Mulder. Um, so he gets to do whatever he wants all the time and it yeah. And and also before we keep moving related to the FBI and like federal law enforcement poking its nose in things. I'm pretty sure Waco had just happened and I'm curious <laughs> how much Waco figures into like a lot of the theming of the show or the cultural mood of the moment it came to. Because like that thought just occurred to me when like they were throwing their weight around with the county medical examiner and then they go to the middle, the middle hospital and kind of throw their weight around and I remember thinking just apropos of all of that I remember thinking like didn't Waco I will say right I here? will say without going too into detail something that is really under um, represented or, or people don't talk about enough with the show is how many episodes aren't there's aliens or there's monsters. A lot of them are very much there is a small town full of fucking weirdos and they're all in on it. So there's definitely a lot of weird cultish episodes. Um, yeah, okay. it, raises, it covers the range of, like, weird stuff in the 90s. Yes. Like so, demonic stuff, ghosts paranormal things like x-files sort of like was like a a kid's toy box of like all the weird creepy shit that was like coming out like the 80s and early 90s it does get seen as the alien show a lot though and and i really want to throw that in there because there's a lot of cool weird mysticism cult sometimes satanic stuff 
mythological. So like a lot of ghost stuff. episodes. Yep. Yeah. Isn't there an episode where Scully gets downloaded into a video game? Um. Oh no, no that that episode is amazing. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's There's way a lot down of, like, the line. Episodes like that are homages to like other movies. Like we're gonna get to one I've seen before many times. Uh, like that's a very much a, a homage to the thing. Yes, that's not <gasps> that far off actually. It's I think it's episode six. It's coming up. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. So like, yeah, uh, I would say Waco definitely ties in a bit, just in the sense of all these. Uh, I mean, it made me think of it. Yeah, like and I, isolated town where everybody's. Acting I did weird. halfway through the show get the sense like, okay, is this all aliens or is this whole town hiding some kind of really crazy secret that nobody wants? Which they kind of are, but there's a lot of that on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Especially um, bad blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, okay, they find the implant. Um, yes, they go to the mental hospital. They find the things. Do they go back to the woods Peg- after that? The process of yeah. Events. So that, they, that night they go back to the forest, and then they find this like the weird ash in the ground. Yes. Gully references cults, which was a very hip and like popular thing that was happening in the nineties. There had been people that were delving into the supposed like satanic child abuse and molestation cases in the nineties. Um, that was a very popular sort of like thing in the zeitgeist. <clears throat> right. Um, yes. And then a local detective That's... shows up there and yells at them and says, get the hell out of there here. There is something. Back to their motel. There is something I really like here, which is like the commercial break cut is like, uh, she finds the ash and then there is a huge giant light and the sheriff guy comes into frame and it's the way it's lit and shot is like, Oh, it's the same thing that happened at the beginning with the with the abduction. Somebody's being abducted with all the light. And then when they come back, it's he's like, get out of here. And they go over and it's his truck with huge floodlights on it because he's the sheriff or whatever. So it's like, ooh, was it an abduction? Now you don't know because yeah, yeah. it's a show. Ooh. Like, I, I kind of like that. I like no, I, I like that a lot. When when do they lose the nine minutes? So that's right after that. So they're um, at the the detective tells them to go home. Um, they go back to the motel, and then on the way back, there's that flash of lights, and then they, um, it's a, they're roughly the same spot where their crowd malfunctioned earlier, and Mulder realizes that nine minutes had been I lost. love the effect, by the way, like the weird solarized shot effect, where everything turns white. King Kurimzun! It looks cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but what are, what are Mulder and Scully's stands, though, Meredith? We need to, we need to hash this out. Who's Speedwagon? Uh, um sorry that's good that's gonna be for another i think that they have i think that they have matching stands and one of their stands is named uh suzy sue and one is named the banshees um and molders is definitely the one that is named the banshees and it's like it's sort of like the one kid who had bart hair in part four it's like a composite it's like a composite stand that goes out and like pulls suspicious information from uh, people's brains within a one mile radius. Holy shit. Um, But the stand doesn't explain it. Um, That's cool as fuck. I love this. Thank you. Okay, sorry. I would watch that show. Yeah, me too. I kind of want it to happen now. (laughs) Um, So, right. they, They lose the time. They see the X on the road. Then I think, is that the part where they go back to the motel and she finds the bumps. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're winding Which down are the evening. clearly not mosquito bites, by the way. 
Yeah. Well, but there's an important piece here very normal. of um, the the whole mythos and and the whole structure is Scully shares why or Mulder shares why he is so invested in this sort of stuff. Yes. And that his sister was that he, he believes his sister was abducted. Uh, she vanished, and he believes that she was abducted. And um, you know, that's a it's a cool thing to sort of hear like why he is the way he is, and I think it helps explain his motivations. We love more. a tortured boy. Sculler, Scully, Sculler, Scully is a very like respectful as well. Like she does not. I mean, she does spend a lot of the show, um, the overall show, poo pooing him, but like not in this episode as often as she could be. She's very like considerate of him, even though he's like talking about oh, yeah. alien abductions all the time. Oh yeah, um, it's her first day at work. <laughs> Jesus this Christ! Is like years, years of working with each Could other. Could you imagine Shut this being your up. first day at work? Holy shit! <laughs> um, so do they? Uh, I think the show also has that sort of ambiguity piece. Is like, do the show say that they were abducted themselves in that moment? I think I don't remember. Like if, that's the impre- That's the message that I was. I got. mean, spoilers, kind of. I don't remember if it's this episode or an, another one coming up, but it. There definitely is a through line where, hey, remember this stuff that we brought up earlier? It actually is relevant. Um, I don't... So how serialized is this show? Kind of. Like... It, this was before, like, the 90s, like, before, like, like serialization really took over. But there is a yeah. through line, as I've understood it, of what they call the mythos episodes that, like, um, are various episodes that refer back to um, the, the, the alien conspiracy and everything with Fox and the Smoking Man, all that kind of stuff. And and the, the other main thing... Plight, the, main, the main plot versus the monster of the week. Right. And the other thing is okay. the main... Again, third time, cannot specify this enough. Most of the time, the main plot episodes, whatever happens, it like, it's... it's Sometimes they have, like, two-parters. And really, all the important stuff is di- distilled down to what you're left over with at the end after everything has been undone by the plot. So like, it's just like this episode, like really all you actually got out of this was the missing nine minutes where they were possibly abducted and the little metal thing. That's it. Everything else got burned or destroyed and no, nobody's any of the wiser, you know, um, and Billy, but you know, it's largely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. So plot wise, like most of the 48 minutes, is kind of removed. It's like it didn't happen, but you get a little bit. And that's how most of the plot episodes are. So it's not like if you see a plot episode, you're like, what am I missing? Until you're in like season four or something where it's like, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> um, so let me, okay. They go back to the woods. Do they go back to the woods after this? Yes. They get no, the no, call. They, no, they, they... they get the call. Yes. yes, they get their call at the at the motel bell. Yes, because they were talking at the motel about. Yeah, and it says that uh, Peggy yeah. O'Dell is dead. They were they were processing, as the legends sure. say. Um, yeah, um, so they go back to um, the. They said Peggy O'Dell is dead, um, and they go back there, and um, they were informed that she was killed running to traffic, and then they return back to the motel. Uh, the girl who's in a wheelchair. That's crazy. Yeah. And then they go back to the motel and the evidence is destroyed. Like all the pictures. The motel got burned down. It's all gone. Like the room um, got and burned. And then the yeah. daughter of one of the, the, the local detectives, the one that was sort of screaming at them at the uh, funeral or the exhumation of the previous coffin, um, asked them for help. 
and she says that she's waking up in the woods. Um, she gets a nosebleed. And yep. And then, um, and they're the her father and other detective, which is Billy Miles' father. Again, small town sort of conspiracy theories of, you know, how they are keeping you know town secrets. Find her and take her away. Right. And and then they go back to the cemetery and find that all the other bodies have already been exhumed. It's very, it's. Um, I want to circle back really quick and point out that like Scully, the like rational skeptic, brings up like repressed memories and hypnosis and stuff is like a more reasonable explanation than aliens. That as someone in twenty twenty who knows right. at least a, lo- a little bit about behavioral about the behavioral sciences. I, it's, it's hard not to go oh, and have a sensible chuckle yeah. at how far we've come because repressed memories are a joke concept. Yeah, the minute Mulder's uh, like, oh, we went into deep hypnosis and found out this, I'm like, oh, buddy. Like, I'm so that sorry. That was so hip in the 90s, though. I know. Yeah, it was so hip. Um, also, so the, yeah, they get back and the hotel room is being burned. And this not happen if you have internet. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> this not happen if you have cloud if you have cloud storage. Instead, all they had was clowns. <laughs> relying, they were relying on molded. Yeah. Um, so something really weird about the diner thing. It, I mean, maybe this is just me, but like she goes to them for help, and she's like, "I need your help because I'm really scared I might die." And then she has a nosebleed, and then like the two grown men just show up and like, "No, you come with us." And it's and Mulder's like, I don't think she wants to. And they're like, you stay out of this. And then they just kind of like, just like drag her off. Like, it's just like they take the cane and just whisk her out of the scene. It's like, (laughs) it's like, couldn't she be like, no, I want to. But she just like, I don't know. She just disappears. It's like, okay, I guess that happened. Um, Um, I think it is an interesting commentary now. It has been been intense to be a woman historically, especially in small rural communities. Well, and particularly, these are law enforcement officers in these small communities. They get to do whatever they want, and no one's going to question them. Like, I I can, like, I think that's what makes this kind of interesting now in the middle of, like, all these uprisings across the nation, where police get to do what they want with impunity, much less when they have the authority of being a patriarch um in that community and get to do that like just straight up yeah for sure um did, did they go back to the woods after that uh yeah so they return to the woods and they encounter detective miles uh which is billy's Tales dad per hour um <laughs> and then they find they hear a scream and find billy with Teresa in his arms um there's a flash of light when is and... the scene sorry when is the scene where they go back to the they go back to the graveyard and the other two Correct. graves have been dug. I really like that scene because, like, Scully can't make sense of any of it. Just, like, why the fuck did they do any of this? And Mulder, like, kind of gets her in that weird, crazy manic area <laughs> where they're both just yeah, freaking yeah. out. And I'm like, I kind of am into this. Like, yeah, she's yeah. just like, I'm not scientific anymore. This is fucking weird. Um, then they go back to the woods, right? And, and, Right. Billy Billy has been doing it all along. Billy is the evil mastermind. That's the impression. <laughs> oh yeah, and and Scully calls him the vegetable? 
Yeah. Mulder's like, I think Billy, this I think is... Billy killed her. And Scully goes, the vegetable. This is Which very, is like, very ableist. It, it gets worse because like, it gets worse because we skipped over when um, they go back to and, and they investigate Billy and they see and Scully sees his feet are dirty and then and he's got like the ash on his feet and the late the the nurse lady is like, oh, I don't get much to do in the produce department. And I'm like, oh, oh my god, Jesus. Yeah. Which is like, like, I guess it was just weird coming from Scully, who's supposed to be kind of enlightened. I will say I am aware that there is a gender episode coming this season. It's down the line. I will, do, I will do, I will do my best not to be an insufferable scold. When I it comes up. You be an insufferable scold would be very welcome. It, it's it's okay. made for that. It's okay. It's it's made even for that? even if you were to throw out all the gender stuff, it is not spoilers. It is not a good episode. It is a very bad episode. Okay. So yes, it's good. ultra super bad with that stuff. So, um. Anyway. Wrapping it up, yeah. they uh, Miles, Billy Miles, then undergoes that re- that uh, hypnosis therapy, and is like, uh, "Yeah, the aliens did it, and they made us do it, and they started killing us." And um, Scully gives the um, implant to the FBI uh, director from the start of the show, and then. And they're like, we can't prosecute this. And it's like, bitch, you did Coinal Pro. You can do anything you fucking want. Um, and again, it sets the precedent where they're like, you don't have any evidence, Agent Scully. That, again, always what happens on these plot episodes. It's like, you spent 48 minutes. What did you accomplish? Nothing, I guess. And then there's like one little thing. There's one more thing, as Columbo would say. And then, you know, that gets tied up handsomely, which is what happens at the end. Um so, so, like, is the smoking man setting these fires? You'll have I, I to watch and find out. <laughs> the impression that the show wants to leave you with is that um, those experiences, at, were they influenced him by directly or part of a other conspiracy? Like, he definitely has some kind of, like, role in, like, there, there is a conspiracy that he is a part of that is moving these things and trying to cover up that information. The government definitely um, already knows something about it. That they're not. How old was Jeffrey Epstein when? Oh X-Files my god! <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. I don't want to look that up. How old was uh, he? He was forty. Ooh, he was already up to his shenanigans. Um, I'm gonna be looking for Epstein code in future episodes. <laughs> in future, in future nodes. Um. But I think, like Bert, like you said, like this is really great, like summation of like the best of the X Files, and that's usually I think kind of unusual to see in the pilot. Um, like I don't think of like DS Nine even or Voyager as like the best of the episodes, like or the summation of like what the episode or the the series is about in the same way that this does, and it's just so neatly encapsulated. It's creepy. Uh, the acting's great. The dynamic is like there from the get go of like the Mulder Scully dynamic, you know, we'll say relationship, but like, yeah, damn, the show just fucking rocks. And like, I don't know why I keep stopping in the middle of like season three or four every time. The only thing that's really missing from the pilot is the fucking theme. Cause it just goes up on. Yes. The... Yeah. It's not there. It's like a, it's like a, like a, I don't know. There's some kind of atmospheric noise in the title card. And then it's like, well, that's all you get. It's like, no, I need that theme <laughs> very bad. <laughs> um, and a lot of the music actually is just kind of incidental. It's all that noise, the kitchen nightmares noise. I yeah. I miss the X-Files theme. Every episode has a fucking anime OP now. Oh. 
uh, of, of X-Files? Or just... Uh... Yeah, so I guess y'all are watching archived versions. I'm watching the new edited version. <laughs> well, hopefully the Hatsune Miku overlords will uh, do that. So, um, we're going to plan on doing, I think, like one episode a week. I think based on like, the length of this discussion, that feels about good. Like one episode... Um, this is a longer episode, seasons, but yes. Uh... One, seasons one through nine. Um, and we'll have to, like, There's one? How many? Nine seasons. Okay, now hold on. Oh, is nine God. is nine the re- the reboot? No, t- reboot is ten and eleven. Okay, you really you're gonna commit to this? We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll okay, see what good. Because I want to be, be clear. A scenario where it's like seasons like one through six. They're kind of like. Eh. I want to be clear. This is not spoiling the show for anybody, but like I think it's in season six they move the show to L.A. because. Because David Duchovny's wife or girlfriend or whatever was in L.A. And the show just kind of falls apart. So, I mean, you can keep watching it, but I'm just saying, like, everybody knows <laughs> this happened. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'm no, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll go for it. But I'm just saying everybody knows this. That, like, that's like, I think that's what you're talking about is why you stop watching it. Because around that point, it's no, no, no. I, I stopped watching it. Season four, like max, the max I've gotten is like season four season is really four fucking good. So wow. does it just become trash? I don't. I don't know. Sense? I just don't okay. find myself interested in watching Honestly, anymore. A big, a big ten. part of the show, in my opinion, is the vibe. Like the we're in these wooded. It has that Twin Peaks vibe. We go to weird little Pacific Northwest communities. I think of the desert as spooky. It goes from like green and foggy and and foreboding to orange, and oh. and just like glitzy and. Uh, it's like a cop show instead of like a weird, creepy procedural thing. It's it's more of like we're detectives. Mm, I don't know. It it feels pretty feels bad. Plus, like you know, the actors aren't as into it. Um, but is the season ten and eleven good? I don't think anybody likes that. Do I have <laughs> um, really? Yeah, no, they're awful. They're, really they're bad. bad. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll be back with this next week. Um, offering these alongside the main feed. These will be our case files, and we'll delve into more X Files with you all. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media at Second Star to the left uh, at Second Star Cast um, on Twitter, and um, we'll be retweeting ourselves probably from that account. And you can find us from there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great one.